We're not we're not doing the clap, Dan. I got rid of the clap. Well, it's 2020. It's not audacity. It's been eradicated. It is July 20. Wait, am I in the middle of the broadcast? This is a bad call, Tim. (laughs) (sighs) It is July 20, 2020. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Don't even introduce me. We all know why he's here. <laughs> I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, to my, like, on my left, on the, the right on the stream, left on my person. Number one in your heart. <laughs> Number one. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, we're joined by OG, unprecedented, as Brian says, Dan James. Welcome hey. back. It's How's been it going, guys. Long. I don't think you've been back on since uh, the birth of your third boy, have you? Probably not. No. He's it's been, my... been freaking ages. Yes. He's 18 now. He's so driving. Now we, now we can do everything remotely then, you know. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. In England, his new son can drink. How about that? We've... We've been forced to adapt, just like every other workspace. We're like, no, you can't podcast remote. You can't podcast from home. What are you thinking? Right, exactly. Now look at us. Now look at us. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, though. Now. Yeah. Seriously, though, like over the years, it's it's crazy how much easier and better it is to do this remotely now than it used to be. Mm. And it's a lot easier to do it completely remote than it is half and half, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely easier if we're all three remote versus two in studio and one remote i mean you're always going to be held accountable by the internet connection speed though and if you've got somebody that's going to drop out it's always going to be a problem so it's always going to be dan anyway thank you guys for tuning in on this lovely monday night uh so good to have you guys brian richard gordon kendrick brock elliott beaven brandon scott speaking of will bowron congratulations babies exactly congratulations will well, Bowron, Bowron, Boren, Bowser. So, yeah, freshly minted father. Congratulations! Cheers! The limoncello, spicy water, and Kevin's bullet. There's a Widow Jane. Widow Jane tonight. What are you on, Dan? Uh, some Legent. Okay, okay. Was that Scotch? What is that? No, it's it's bourbon. I have never seen or heard of that. How is it? Uh, it's Legent. Uh, Sorry, Tim. Legent. Yeah, Legent. Yeah. He, uh, plays for, he plays for LA Galaxy, right? Sebastian Legent? That's right. Yeah, Legent. Yeah, he's on uh, the US team for a while. I'm glad we could all come on here and uh, mourn, stroke, kind of celebrate. Borussia Dortmund's brand new signing, 25 million pounds. That would be Jude Bellingham from Birmingham City. But it doesn't matter because all the money's basically just going to go to China. And I'm pretty sure. If Wigan get win their appeal, then Birmingham City are going down to League One. What did Birmingham Where do they belong? What is yeah. I actually agree with you, Kevin. I <laughs> probably do agree to live. That'll Wait, be a first and last. 
Did Birmingham field like an illegal team or something? Uh, no, we've just, I'm uh, pretty sure every year we've um, had a financial fair play. Oh, no, that's it. We've lost too much money to stay within the EFL rules. So just need to hire some of Chelsea's lawyers. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or Man City's. Man City's Man Let's City's. face it. We're, they're not yeah, no, be able to I'm a huge EPL those. fan. Huge Either fan. way, Champions League ban, transfer ban, it doesn't matter if you got money. Right. right. Yeah. So, Tim, first time I've seen you since, and I've given you a lot of shit about being a Liverpool fan, but congratulations. Thank you. And then finally, finally winning the, uh, the championship. Just had to get rid of Steven Gerrard, and now they yeah. did. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw they gave Curtis Jones Steven Gerrard's original number, 17 today. He's going to go in next year. Oh, really? With a number 17. That kid right. is good. Anyway, yeah, it's – I don't know. It feels it, – like I was talking to Kevin about it. It felt weird. It kind of – I think definitely the break dampened the the feeling, I think, a little bit. And yeah. just, but to be fair, I mean, they basically had won the league before COVID hit anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm just glad they didn't cancel the season. But it sucks not to get the point record, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, well, what you going to do? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if you have the point record, Arsenal fans are probably still going to talk exactly. about it. By the time they, they, they had 11 draws and didn't lose in a season or whatever it is. Right, but I mean, you don't. who cares about the point record or, or a supporter shield when you can win an MLS Cup? Mm-hmm. It's true. We have oh, one. That's right. Mm-hmm. We It'll did for a while. Yeah, if it's like Liverpool, we could wait another thirty years, I guess, for another one. I don't know. Well, at when least we've got right one. Now. At least yeah. we've got one. That's all that matters. We've got the old mm-hmm. whoa, 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 star. There we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have mine on mine. <laughs> That's Maybe okay. Older jersey. Yeah. Is that New Mexico? Kevin? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <sighs> How are we feeling, boys? I am. Quietly confident. Um, no, about tomorrow. No. What? What? Why? Why not? Why? <laughs> I have way more reasons why not than I think you probably do. Why so? Yeah, I mean, we've had a very crappy. I'm going to say past three games. Like the last three games, we have not been very good. We were humbled in um, Mexico in the Azteca. And then we were beat. I mean, I think we played pretty well against the Red Bulls. I wasn't that worried about it. Well, after we played them, I saw it like, like Pity played great. Um, I was interested to see how we progressed from there. And then we just shat the bed against FC Cincinnati. And I'm really glad I made the claim that um, Mulraney should get or would probably be starting <laughs> over Billo. Really glad that happened. That was, yeah. that was awesome. Let's talk about lineup real quick. And I can I can pull up um let's see. We did this last time, Dan. This is what this gives us too. It's kind of a nice uh this interface gives us the ability to Oh, look at that. Pop up uh who scored onto the okay. screen. The good thing is they can't demonetize us for this. Because we make no money. We broke. I know that's surprising to people that we don't make any money. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Mulraney with a 4.9 on the ratings. The um, It's higher than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. 
Okay, so for real though, Kevin, you did call that. Um, the main thing I want to talk about is why, like Bella was a personnel decision. He didn't even feature in the 20 or 23 or whatever the, the amount of That's shocking to me. That's really shocking. I feel like the, the problem with this game was that we got really too cute with the lineup to begin with. We vastly underestimated Cincinnati. Not that they needed to do that, but we were like, arrogant about it and i guess because from what i i read fdb didn't dress george because uh he wanted to save him for columbus and he said he was going to rotate the squad but to not dress him for one being one of our better players against the red bulls um i thought anyway uh was bizarre to me especially having two keepers dressed yeah on the bench the other thing that was weird to me with the lineup change was in the midfield, having Remedi and Lorenowitz where, you know, I think my biggest criticism last week was that there was so little movement in central midfield and you have two sort of holding defensive midfielders in there where neither one of them are sort of remedying that situation at all. I, I just, I didn't understand what the thought process was going into this game. And I don't think we ever really got to see what it could have been because Mulraney goes out. I mean, he goes out what in the 23rd minute. So they don't even really get to find their stride or develop anything without the entire lineup having to get shaken up with Adam John coming out shortly thereafter. So the bizarre thing about Mulraney's cards were the defense kind of had the two plays covered, uh, even though it would have put, um, Miles and potentially Mazer in bad positions, but it didn't, I don't think it warranted the acts that he did. Um, but the first one was just ludicrous. Um, yeah. Just like fl yeah. flying straight in completely late. But then the, the second one, it seemed like if he had just stayed on his feet and ran with Gao, he would have overtaken him or at least kept up with him and be able to put a block in. I think, I mean, what, how he, he's 19, right? So I'm hoping that this has been a very good learning experience for him um, and to maybe just trust his trust his feet a little bit more that he can um, slide by guys and potentially rely on the other members of team to clean him up a mistake uh, rather than just get himself completely removed from the game. Yeah. Did you say Mulraney's only 19? That's not right. No, it's not. Well, how old is he, Tim? 24. It's a better. He should know better. Maybe it's a case of he's only 19, but his mind is older. <laughs> oh, I like it. Other way around? Like <laughs> Shut up, Tim. <laughs> he's 19 in his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's 24. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to learn. Maybe he hasn't learned that lesson at 24. I know I don't know anything at 24. Why, why do I feel like we just can't beat a team with Kendall Waston on it? We did. We oh, yeah, I know. we beat him like yeah. yeah. Well, I don't if know. If we're staying over on the um, on the left area of the field, I was looking in the chat. Uh, Will was saying the the Bella rest story cannot be real. I I I mean I agree to him with with Will. Um, all we can do is just take it from, um, from Frank, uh, that that's potentially, you know, what was going on. I mean, Bellows had a ton of injuries. He's also had a ton of time to get over those injuries. Uh, it was, 
it was just a very frustrating thing. I hope there's nothing, um, any bad blood going on between him or Frank. But I would, I would assume because I Bello is 19, it. right? Yeah, I doubt I mean, that. Frank should want to play him. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons why he was brought in to help um, build up our academy and to get younger kids coming through to improve the pipeline, so we can have these lower wage players and complement them with with the TAM and the uh, DP players. Oh, speaking of academy and Atlanta United 2, did you guys see the latest striker signing for Atlanta United 2? Mm-hmm. Genius. That? Yeah, yeah. I guess to get him ready for the 2021 season, it's a good call. I'm surprised. Can they, can they do anything to loan Dam to the twos? get him some mp they probably can i mean i think the the idea is to have him playing this year i mean why would you want to do that well to get him some minutes because oh, I, I see what he, you're saying i don't I know yeah because the next games after after this tournament the next games are at least not going to be for a month and if yeah, they well, are going to be have, playing anyway about as much rest as the rest of the team after tomorrow night so it'll be good <laughs> well <laughs> we still have i was keeping tallies uh i think Mike Conti had a great thread on Twitter of like the scenarios, what has to happen in order for us to advance. I can't even read them. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> but so far everything has gone according to plan to get them. There's um, no way. There's no I'm way. I'm going to try and pull happen. up Mike Conti's uh, here. I'll take this off the screen real quick. and try yeah, We don't want to see your search history. No, you don't. <laughs> Lots of stuff about how to compile and, Breakdown videos in FFmpeg. It's very boring stuff. So going to the trap, there was a couple of good comments. And I think probably my biggest frustration right now with the development of the team in this season is how little a – how little growth I think we've had or development we've had in a consistent goal scoring or chance creating player or offensive system is – I think it was Octavio that or um, Elliot Beaven that was mentioning, you know, the kind of striker that we need and recommends maybe that we need a striker that plays like Joseph, not like these tall strikers. And Octavio uh, echoing that sentiment that I swear it's a Kenwin Jones situation all over again. Um, Domar, I really want to see John finally play that hold up nine and pass off to a streaking Barco or Pity. I, I mean, I want all of these things to happen, but. Ultimately, I just don't know what we're supposed to be doing offensively. Um, as much as I like seeing the ball movement with Barco and Pity whenever they're proving more than capable of doing so, I just don't see a consistent buildup in the run of play that's creating consistent chances on goal that's leading to any positive results. I think it's been, what, 250 minutes since Atlanta United last scored a goal or something like that? I mean from a team that was setting goal scoring records just a couple of years ago. I know a large portion of that is obviously going to be the absence of Joseph Martinez, which nobody could foresee or wants to have to deal with. Um, But I I just don't know how you resolve that. And I think that's the glaring issue right now with this team, especially coming away from this past week where even a man down – Atlanta United seemed to dominate the possession battle and everything else, but again, just sort of came up short with any real chance creation or goal scoring opportunities. 
Yeah, I think to the uh, John comment, we haven't really seen him right. um, for a whole game. Uh, I can't remember. I'm lost on the, the games that happened back in March. But we haven't, I mean, we we only saw him for a few minutes against the Red Bulls or like 20 minutes or so. And then we saw him for like 25, 30 minutes um, against uh, Cincinnati. So I I can't really give a opinion on him because we haven't, we haven't seen him do it. I feel like from the squad that we have, he's probably the best guy in that to to put in that position uh unless you want to put your faith back in castro who i mean i give people a lot more rope um because i mean those two hundred percent hundred percenters that he had uh and then he was like kicking I mean, them th- into I think his other three. i think there was, was three, three in that game yeah there was three it was pretty bad yeah so i don't know do you do you see that one performance and then chuck him or, or do you no. I mean, he's got to be the guy behind Jan if we, if we, if anything happens to Jan. Jan, no, John. absolutely, I, I agree. But at the same time, it's like it's a really small sample size, right? Like you're saying, exactly. we haven't seen a full a full game out of John. We haven't seen a, a real solid performance out of Castro. He's only really had one opportunity so far. But um, it, either way, it still leaves a lot of question marks whether those two can get it done. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think, Tim? I don't know, man. I, I it's hard to tell. Like Domer brings up a point that Castro was creating chances at least. Um, I mean, he he hits one of those, and like we have a completely different perception of who he is as a player, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. I feel like it's. It was his first game suiting up for us. I think he had kind of an under underperforming reputation coming into it too, uh, mm-hmm. coming into joining us that I think people probably to your point, Dan, giving him, you know, less of a rope. And, um, I don't know. I, I never try to judge players so quickly. I mean, look at Barco. I mean, I think people were us included. We're pretty, um, not disappointed, but like, Anyway, like his performances at the beginning are not indicative of the player he is now. And I think Castro, I'm not saying he's a Barco player, but I mean, I think we could probably see him back on the field and doing things for us. But I don't know. I, yeah. I do like what I see from Adam John whenever I see him on the field, because if nothing else, like his holdup play, I feel like he, he does a good job in that arena and, and he gets his head on the ball. I mean, this team is not built for that that style of play. That's I think that's the downfall there. Like I think he's a I think he's a decent enough target man. I think it's just a matter of like trying to figure out how to play. I don't think this team knows its identity right now. I think that's no, absolutely, awesome. absolutely. And, and I think that yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. I was gonna say I think that just plays into it, right? Like defensively, we're we're mixing and matching between Mulraney and Bella, which is with a three back. You're depend like we talked about last week. You're depending so much on that back line shifting and rearranging itself and taking those players and switching them up. And then the midfield is inconsistent at best at whether or not they're developing play in the midfield or playing long balls forward. And then offensively, who's really creating chances i mean we all know how great barco and pity are at moving the ball and taking on players one-on-one but again if it doesn't result in a chance on goal what's it really leading to um 
Did anybody else hope that Brandon Vasquez was going to come in and just slot one home for Atlanta finally? So, so <laughs> last night, I was just looking at some of our past games with Columbus. Uh, when we beat them in Columbus 3-2 and Brandon Vasquez got a brace for us, I was thinking, man, he would be kind of nice to have on the squad right now because <laughs> he's more mobile than John yeah. is. Um, yeah, the, for sure. so the only thing, the only thing I would put Castro in over John is because Castro can Castro can do more things for for us than John can. Like John is going to be, he needs to be that target man. He can do some hold up play, but Castro can can do maybe sixty five percent of that. Plus, be a winger yeah. as well. Castro seems to be much more of a fluid and dynamic player to play off of the strengths of Barco and Pity because they're moving so much laterally across the field. You need somebody that's going to counteract that and find those holes in space and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's address this real quick so we can get it off the screen. So, Mike Conti, to what I was saying earlier, he tweeted this out today. He said, uh, Atlanta United scenarios to advance in the tournament. It's uh, we have to beat Columbus on Tuesday, which is the biggest thing, right? I think everybody in the chat saying that like Will's like we have to beat them. We're not going to beat them. Blah blah blah. Um, New York and Cincinnati can't draw, which I don't. Anyway, math is not my strong suit, guys. Like I don't understand this stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I um, like that you've got the I mean those little gif at the bottom. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. So the other scenario is we need one of the following to happen. LA Galaxy and Houston draw on Thursday. Galaxy beats Houston by three or less goals. Vancouver beats Chicago by two goals or less on Thursday. Real Salt Lake beats Kansas City by two goals or more Wednesday. And Colorado this loses makes me two, sick. draws or beats Minnesota by one goal on Wednesday. DC and Montreal draw two. I, anyway, there are a lot of scenarios where we can Which- get... Which one of these do you think's most likely? I'm gonna say C. Um, so we can have any one of these, Tim. Pick one. Yeah, any one of them. We have to win, obviously. And Red Bulls and Cincy can't draw, which I don't see happening. I can think I, just... I think Vancouver beats Chicago by two goals or less Thursday would be my bet. I don't know. I'm not putting any faith in Vancouver. However, that's one of the like the You're gonna put it in Chicago? One. That's one of the easier ones to remember. <laughs> uh well Vancouver got whacked by uh was San it San Jose yesterday? Was it not really Rome? whacked, right? It was no no that was Seattle. That was Seattle. Right? And then Seattle beat Vancouver. Vancouver got beat bad last night. Galaxy beats Houston by three goals or less. Oh, that's I, th- I like that. I think that's I think that's A or B, I think, is what I would put my money on if we were to advance, if this is one of the things. Like again, we have to beat Columbus. New York has to beat Cincinnati, or Cincinnati has to beat New York. And it makes guess- sense. Kendrick was saying we get a max of three points. And if NYCFC and Cincinnati draw, they both have four. So that one of them, they both bump us down. Yeah. So. I can see B definitely happening. I mean, that's a pretty high goal margin. All they have to do is beat Houston by three goals or less on Thursday. That's not bad. Granted, Galaxy has had a pretty bad run at this just like we have, which is another interesting thing to see is the the teams that are sitting at the bottom of their groups right now. NYCFC in the bottom of their group, Atlanta United in the bottom of theirs, uh, Galaxy at the bottom of theirs. Um, 
yeah, some some teams that you would expect to see maybe doing a little bit better. Maybe not NYCFC uh, as of late. I think the more shocking thing is who's at the top of some of these groups, a la Orlando City, as much as I hate to see it. And um, San Jose, right? Yeah. So you know, get closer to the camera. Just I think that what was it? E. I think Montreal and DC could draw. draw. Or, yeah. So as long as we, well, we'd have to score at least three or four goals against Columbus. So that'll work. That's not work. <laughs> Never mind. Taking a draw. That's all I was going for. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, it's it's ridiculous how much. I don't think that we're going to be going through. Uh, but to be honest with you, I think Ooh. something. Some um, headline was like Atlanta have not. Atlanta United has the first time, if not expectations, but something along those lines was going to happen at some point in time. Um, so if it if it happens right now, then in the position we're in, then I'm fine. So, but then I don't want to happen again. So a couple of things, uh, Dirty Bird person has spouted off in the trap is um, one could argue if these games are going to count, then do we even really want to advance at this point, given our condition and we can at least add damn by not advancing. And then the other points he makes to that are um, a win. Where was it? I agree. We need to win, but it actually advancing might be to our detriment. We win, but don't advance. Is it terrible? All things considered, you know, so not advancing so we can have more time training with our new signing. Yeah, we get Jurgen Dam because, I mean, to his point, we get three points tomorrow that goes towards our season total. Everything right. after that does not. So, I mean, right. you're, and then you're just risking injury for, yeah. uh, you know, Abuela's dinner plate. So, I don't exactly. know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, providing we choose to train, I mean, if we go out tomorrow, um, surely, surely that's going to be taking place, right? Like, I can't imagine. I mean, that. I would assume so, but yeah. I could also see them taking two weeks off and then coming back in two well, weeks. Well, the problem is nobody knows what the regular season is going to look like after the tournament, right? Exactly. Right, right, right. So why, if the season's going to be canceled, I just don't know what the – I'm just assuming that we would train. I mean, I want us to train. I want us to get as many minutes as we can with our, with our guys. Uh, it would be great to set up friendlies, you know, within – you know, if you can uh, – who, who's close to us? Nashville's close to us, but they um, – yeah. maybe get some USL friendlies going on or – I don't know. It's kind of like you want to set. Can your you play own against Atlanta United too? I mean, you can, <laughs> but I mean, it's not. Neither none of them are going to count. It's just yeah. going to be no, friendly. So, um, but you're going. It's kind of like with their kids now. A lot of parents are like putting, looking to get teachers and going with other families. But it's kind yeah. of like you've got to set up your own tournament, sort of thing. Oh man, Domer brings out a good point that I hate to admit, and I wanted to, to make sure that we mentioned is it's the same situation that we had at the beginning of last season, right? Like we come in off of a long break. Yeah. We, we come in after a long break. Our, our primary, our main DP is injured. And now everyone's back on the DeBoer out train with two losses. It's just, I mean, come on, man. I I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I really don't. But Domer's point, our struggle's really showing how many shitty fans we have. I, I couldn't 
agree more. It's it's a little bit of a bleak scenario where people are very quick to point out the flaws and things rather than the benefits and things. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're getting all the necessary results, but I, I definitely see a positive trajectory with the team and looking, you know, looking at last year compared to this year. And obviously the struggles are under completely different circumstances. I think that there are certain things that this team has figured out now at this point in time that they definitely did not have figured out last year at this time, particularly like particularly look at our left back situation this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're talking about, well, Rainey's not a bad player. Yeah. He had a really terrible showing last week. He, you could argue that that cost Atlanta United a chance at that game. However, I don't think that he's a bad player under any stretch of the imagination and certainly not in that position and that role that he's been asked to play it. Same goes for George Bellow. I mean, I think both of those players add a lot to not just the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball on the left side that we did not really have consistently last year. So it's a solid foundation to build from. Same thing can be said for Barco and Pity. I'll let you guys mention. Sure. I mean, the left back thing, uh, well, Bellow was, he was the plan for last Mm -hmm. year. Um but you know injuries. Uh, but yeah, I guess Mel Rainey's a good a good backup, a good left wing backs. I guess uh, I haven't really, I just haven't seen much. It's it's difficult to make uh, an assumption with with this. Um, Tim, what do you think about left back? Left back, I, I feel fine about it. You know, oh, I, I feel I feel fine about our wing back. Like I, our back line, I feel like I. Anyway, I, I, I like that back line, I, I, especially seeing Mesa and, and Robinson playing back there together. If I, it, It's hard for me not to just throw everything away right now because this start and stop and the pandemic and every, like it's there's. Yeah, it's making it's making things hard to actually judge who is valuable to the team, whether or not we are improving because there's there's no real measuring stick right now. I mean, but how good does it feel to feel a loss to just remind you that you're alive right now? <laughs> to your point, Tim, I like the squad. I like our players. Um, recency bias is saying I'm annoyed with Mulraney. Uh, I think he's potentially one of the weaker links. Um, but but part of me, and I think they're a decent MLS side. I think a downfall. Sorry, insulin pump problems. My downfall that is, <laughs> is that we are playing a very complicated system in a three-four-three, and Frank De Boer likes to he likes his players to think uh, on their feet during the during the game, so they can make decisions themselves and own it. Um, so his system is more like a framework. Uh, so it's a complicated system. And part of me worries that the system is too complicated or for it to be effective in MLS, we're not going to have, we're not going to have the quality enough players, uh, because of salary cap rules in order to see it in its fully operational mothership form. It's almost like it's it's honestly like if you tried to implement the Barcelona 
system. Like trying to get high schoolers to play out of the back. Like you don't have, is that what you're essentially saying? This, this, this system may be too complicated for the quality of players that were allowed in MLS. And yeah, and also the environment of MLS. Talking about quality of referees, uh, you know, just in general. I, I, it just may be, this may be, so here's the other thing. Frank DeBoer just may be ahead of his time. Maybe in 10 years time, everyone's doing this and, um, you know, this would have been what Atlanta United should do. It's almost like you kind of got to play down to the competition. That's, like a, real, that's a really <laughs> great Atlanta, Atlanta United fan uh, comment, I feel like, because, you know, everyone thinks we're, we're arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Because I, I know you were saying that kind of tongue in cheek, but I mean, right now, all the best teams play a four four three, right? Or four three three. Sorry, four four three would be probably would would make you pretty good. Um, having an extra man on the pitch, but I mean, four three three is in vogue right now, and and you know, you're right. I mean, not a lot of teams do play a three four three. You're not seeing a lot of three at the back. I mean, in actuality, I would say we really have five in the back, but well, and you would assume that. Playing a three four three, it puts you in a better position in the league as a result of that, right? And that's where I think some of the frustration on my end comes is that, especially with the absence of Nagby, where it's become blatantly obvious that that overloading that midfield with the positions and the players that you have available without somebody that's able to move the ball comfortably and take on one on one positions that whole system kind of falls apart. You've got all the extra players there, but you're not really doing anything to move the ball on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating to watch. And um, I don't know, like one thing that's popped into my mind was like how hard it would be to play soccer against non-soccer playing people in pickup games. Yeah, you know I mean? like, that you, problem you, all the time. <laughs> There's this guy, his name was Waylon Carlisle Harley. The, wow. the best name ever. He would play pickup with us and he played left. He was left footed. He was a very like, just, he's like, maybe I think he played in high school, like a smaller team. He would stop all the best people because like nobody, everybody would expect like a normal, a normal defender going up against the normal defender. But I don't know. It's just playing down to your competition or just getting thrown well, off guard by. And also Brian's point. I think we're ignoring the layoff and lack of competition for four months and basically zero time integrating Joseto and Castro and losing Joseph. Uh, why would expectations be high considering all these problems? Because it's Atlanta United. I think that's all. I mean, that's the only answer is that expectations are high just based on what the, the bar has been set at for this team. And even though those, those, key figures that have been added or removed it's no denying that fact you do have a lot of uh returning pieces to that formula that you expect to maybe see have a different impact or a better impact on the game yeah i i i understand i feel like i understand where a lot of people's frustrations especially so let's say you were just never into soccer and then atlanta united came along and you were like oh well now i'm into soccer Um, you've been shown this absolutely beautiful product um, that is is fascinating and it's exciting. You know, every time I remember every time Almiron would get on the ball, it was just like 
some sort of energy that you would be like, yeah, look at him go. Um, it was just great. And I, you know, when you hit that first real level, um, wall of adversity, then, you know, it, it's frustrating because you haven't experienced it, right. you know, in that sport that you've seen your team be so untouchable. But I like what, I like what Michelle says. She says, I hate the FTB out train. At some point the players have to play in my humble opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm here the for the long is not everything, yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, you would, you would hope that the majority of people are here for the long haul and people are going to voice their concerns and maybe uh, however misguided they may be. But, um, you know, I, I don't think Frank DeBoer is the problem right now or to blame for Atlanta United's results by any stretch. It's just the, the sample size is too small. Now, now I if we're do, two seasons in and continuing to find ourselves in this position, that's one thing, but... Yeah. So we we were spoiled under Tata. I mean, we would, on the regular, win 3-1. Uh, there were so many games we would just score three goals in. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like we're looking to for a more mature, um, audio, uh, a more mature uh, game plan and development of player because we want our business plan is to make these players excellent, so we can sell them for a profit. That is the business plan that keeps this team solvent. So, and that's, I believe, one of the reasons why I believe that one of the reasons we went with with Frank DeBoer. So well, that was the whole conversation, right? It's, we're not looking mm -hmm. at a two or three year plan. We're looking at a five, 10, 15 year plan. Right. Or it, yeah, exactly. Something along those lines. But it's you at the same time, you want to be, you want to see, you want to see beautiful soccer. And right. goes back to my earlier point. I worry that the, the majority of the players we have are not going to be able to do what we want in that system. Yeah. Is anyone giving Yap, uh, Yap Stam any credit? I mean, everyone was blasting him for sitting back with 10, I don't know, being up a man. And then what, somebody what does he go he and do? Like, he zigs yeah. when everyone wants him to zag. Yeah. Somebody said something about the, the tactical brilliance of Cincinnati or something like that. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, of Cincinnati's dismantling of Atlanta United. It's like they sat back even being a man up the entire game. <laughs> yeah. I think it I think it was it was the AJC title. Atlanta United stunned by Cincinnati. We weren't really stunned. We were kind of just irritated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even watching the match, it was ESPN, right? It was ESPN. I yeah. watched it. Yeah, I was going to say Taylor Twelman, I think, was the one that was pointing that out. Is like after Mulraney was like, he's like, look, I'm counting like nine players back oh, yeah. behind the line. Like, what? Yeah, but, it's pretty, pretty abysmal. Can you, I can't name a time in the past four years that we've ever been able to beat anybody whenever we get the bar, we get the bus parked against us. Mm. Yeah. Like, How I, many times have we seen us <laughs> rain in crosses to, for nothing? Oh, I mean, that God. happened. That happened in Greece, Toronto, but it's happened a whole bunch of times. Actually, it happened when when Martino was the manager. There would be yeah, we would get bunked against, and we just throw yeah. him in cross after cross after cross, and so, we wouldn't get anywhere. So, what do you guys think solves Atlanta's problems right now as far as goal creation? Because ultimately, Atlanta has to win, and the only way you do that is by scoring goals. Who and how does that happen right now? With what you've seen, again, small sample size. 
But if you had to take your best guess right now going into the game tomorrow night, who do you put in? How do you attack Columbus? Uh, I'm not I, – I feel like the players that we've played over the past two games can get the job done. Obviously, I want – I want Bellow on the left wing. Oh, I'd still go with a 3-4-3. Well, you don't have a choice because Mulraney's out. Right, exactly. That kind of helps us. Um, I think Rob Usbury put a good lineup out that I gravitated towards. Uh, I think he had Castro on the wing, Jan starting, and then he had uh, Pity on the right. And then Barco was in the middle, uh, along with Jeff, Rometty, Bello on the left wing, and um, I can't remember you got on the right. But then so we had a back day of, so of Major Robinson out, and Escobar. So, so you've taken Lennon, Lennon out, which I didn't like because I want a way to get Lennon in the game. I've been really impressed with him. So, uh, but then he's a good, you know, you've always got him on the on the bench as a sub. Having these five substitutions has been, I think it's it's kind of helpful um, in that regard. So yeah, his, his pace is pretty impactful too, to the point where you bring him in late into a game, it would be, mm-hmm. um, it would be a nice like injection of energy back into the game. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of like what I would go with. Same basic, same setup of players, but just I'd be like railing them, saying, "Guys, where's your confidence? You got nothing to lose right now." That's yeah, the thing that I think Atlanta has in its favor is that it has. This team has nothing to lose going into tomorrow night, and that's maybe the best thing that they have going for them, is that they can do whatever the hell they want and see what happens. Yeah, I um, I feel like that is a good thing for us. That's why I feel kind of quietly confident about Columbus. Now, yes, they have been one of the best teams at the tournament, I think. But so um, is Orlando, and so is San Jose. Like, down is up right now. Left is right. <laughs> Like, yeah, but COVID nineteen. Okay. Yeah, but they've been they've been a lot more competent. Shit is getting real. They've been a lot more competent than like San Jose. San Jose are just like it is the most fun team in soccer to ever watch. Probably, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, <laughs> but we, but Columbus, you know, Columbus are not going to sit back. Columbus are going to they they want to play. They want to take it to you. Um, and we hey, play be better nice against play those teams that's in a game that's not a monsoon, like every game we had against them last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Even though they swept us last yeah. year, yeah, in our own house in water um, polo. <laughs> so, part of me feels confident about Columbus. Uh, I understand over the 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 results that we've had in the past two games um, would put us. Uh, not in the they put us not in the best light but you know everyone was telling us telling saying how much we're going to beat cincinnati by and then look what happened so that's part of it like you don't really know what's going to happen until the game is played um so so who's going to score the goals another another aspect here uh alec khan and uh no, I think Barco. Not the right types of goals. <laughs> I think I'm going to put Barco and Escobar in the goal. I want to do a shout out. Speaking of Alec Can, shout out to Joe, our buddy Joe Johnstone, who I forget whose 
live <laughs> broadcast it was was talking about like who who do you think is in the lineup and he goes in there and just starts trolling and goes but seriously can or guzan and everyone's just like guzan what are you talking about why are you mentioning this right now <laughs> of course it's guzan <laughs> Uh, and then Josh, uh, on Josh the front Bagransky, Josh Bagransky, our buddy from Mouse of the South, called him Guzman, and uh, <laughs> on Twitter, the other day. Yes. it lives. It lives on. Uh, was that in between cooking fish sticks with uh, old Eric Lagasse or <laughs> Eric Lagasse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I'm good. I'm glad that Eric's branching out with his uh, with his food. But yeah, yeah he, he comes on. He comes on with us and talks all this shit about soccer down here and how they won't play whenever he starts giving them shit. And then I tweet at those guys and crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who's here for the people. Look at that spam egg and cheese biscuit sandwich that I had for breakfast this Kevin, morning. Kevin, I will. Uh... Oh, say that sandwich was fucking beautiful. I mean, it was. <laughs> I love, I love pimento cheese, especially on meat. Oh yeah, like you put pimento cheese and some of those Wickles pickles on a burger. Oh, oh it, yep, dude. Actually, it's mm. the. Uh, I've got another one. It's. I'll have to send you a picture of it. I've been on another one. It's called like Devil's Spit. Um, they're mm. like spicy bread and butter pickles. Real good. Really, but oh, yeah, famous Dave's. Yeah, the famous Dave's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black label, though. The black label are really spicy. The red ones are just kind of meh. But yeah, the black label are really good. I see, I got label. the black label barbecue sauce from Famous Dave's. And it is, it's weird. It has like this uh, kind of pickle flavor to it. Cinnamon taste to it. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, no, the uh, the the black the black label pickles are, are really good. But yeah, this is straight from the trailer park this morning for breakfast. Yeah, we got some so, late additions to the trap. Stephen Perales and uh, Tony Neitzel. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate um, you. Can I? So, I don't think I've talked to you about this. Um, uh, I don't know fourth, if you guys have officially officially talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm going under the knife. Going for a starting eleven. Snip, 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 snip. snip, snip. <laughs> That's right. You don't understand at all. <laughs> Two reverse mastectomies take on a man. Um, uh, so Brittany in the trap said, uh, Gressel or Tusin? Have you guys talked about um, what you think the impact Gressel would have had right now to this team? Oh, yeah. You would, you, I think you would put in like 40 crosses that didn't go to anybody uh, last week. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, especially with that Joseph, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference, right? Like, I mean, Gressel's success was largely largely contingent on Joseph's presence. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Gressel's a bad player, but I think so much of his success was grounded in the fact that Joseph was there to capitalize on it. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. In um, I don't think Gressel's a bad player at all. I think he's a I think he's a great player. I'm really. I'm I'm still don't like seeing him in DC United shirt, um, but I agree that he would be slamming in crosses, and That's this it, has though. happened before. That, uh, but I've I've been more impressed with in small sample size with Brooks Lennon's defensive rate. He is a I think Brooks Lennon is a fitter 
player than Gressel. Um, I don't think he does the cross just like Gressel. I think I do agree with um, was it Taylor Twom? I think Gressel is one of the best crosses in MLS. Um, but I prefer the energy that Lennon has brought us right now. So, yeah. How about uh, Pity's divot that he left on the field? <laughs> I mean, I feel it just happens sometimes. It does. You know, it's off foot. How, it was off right? foot. It's fine. It does. So, it does. I remember I may have said this story once before, but when I was learning to drive back in England, um, what, I was 17 or something. Was this like I, two kids ago? This, yeah, two or three. <laughs> I went to a friend's house and we all got drunk the night before. Oh, sweet. You and were then, driving. Great story, Dan. So, I am, I'm glad. This was actually the lead up to the first kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened was the next day, you know, I was a little bit hungover, but my, my driving instructor picked me up and it's like, okay, well, let's have your driving lesson. I was like, okay, great. And it was awful. It was terrible. Like it was the worst driving lesson I've ever had because my driving was terrible. And the thing you guys is, were driving I knew it on was the wrong terrible. Side of the right. But I knew it was terrible. I knew it was bad. And I feel like Atlanta United knows that it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's better that you know it was bad rather than you just going ahead and saying, okay, well, you know, stuff happened. Uh, it wasn't that bad, you know? Yeah. But the question is, does Atlanta United get somebody to take a hold of the steering wheel or just keep flooring it and seeing if something ever happens? We can't let it get below 55 miles an hour. I've, yeah. I've learned that. It doesn't exactly. matter who's driving it. Exactly. Point. Just, That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, it's, it's frustrating. Like, cause I just keep saying it, but like, I don't know what to take from this season or whatever this is, or I don't, it doesn't make sense and it's stupid and I hate it. And it only matters if Orlando wins, right? Oh, they're drawing zero zero right now to Philly, which is good. At least. So what do you think, Tim, who scores? How does Atlanta get back on track? Offensively speaking. I mean, if, unless I'm wrong here, do you guys agree that like that's Atlanta's biggest problem right now is who and how they're scoring? Oh yeah, for sure. Because without uh, you know Jake Mulraney getting sent off against Cincinnati, I don't think we let in a goal, right? Yeah. I, I don't think defensively we've been very bad. Yeah. And and I think Brian pointed it out against New York Red Bulls. We that was our game we, to take. We were in that game for oh, a lot. Yeah. Like it sucked because we let that goal in four minutes in. But after that, I felt like oh yeah, it was very competitive. I didn't. And statistically, I, didn't like, I think Atlanta won that game. They won the possession battle. They won shot, you know, XG, all that shit. So I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's just unfortunate that you know it's a it's a small sample size, and at the um, at the end of the game tomorrow, we'll probably be going home. Yeah, probably so. Well, we won't go home tomorrow, right? We have to stick around. Aren't Nashville and Dallas still like there? Oh, really? Why? I thought so, I thought I saw somebody say that. They're just rack- but, I don't think that's true because then you're just racking up expenses, and that doesn't make any sense. Nashville oh, yeah, still has better odds than Cincinnati. 
yeah. $65 pastrami sandwich or whatever it was that oh. Omar Gonzalez was posting pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much do you love Franco Escobar's hair? I freaking love it. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. What do you think? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get. Oh, I thought you were trying to join the white stripes. <laughs> what about a uh, Barco sleeve that he got? Anybody notice ah, that? I didn't see it. He's got a whole sleeve now. I'm sure it's nice. He got a sleeve in COVID. I he's got a COVID sleeve. Yeah, it's just nothing but coronavirus tattoos. Exactly. He's just walking around, just slapping people on the back of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, sorry, Elliot Beaven said, "Still think that yellow card was ball." Which yellow card? Barco's yellow card. I'm assuming so, because I thought it was kind of garbage too. It's like the, um, what's his name? De plane. Deplane, boss. Deplane, Deplane, boss. Get in Deplane. Are you quoting Treasure Island? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, Deplane should have gone off. I can't remember. No, Frankie Amaya should have been sent off, right? Uh, I mean, yes. he should have been sent off well before he scored that worldie against. Uh, Which that was just a hell of a goal. You got to give it to him. Yeah, who was that foul on? Amaya's foul. It was. It was a dirty foul. It was ridiculous that he didn't. It was against Barco. Wasn't it? it was yeah. against Barco. Yeah. I thought it was against Barco. I may be wrong. Was it was just, I mean, inconsistent yeah. referees. What you going to do? But he was, what was it? It was his second game in MLS or something. It was fourth game. So Dumber brings up a point. He said, wonder what the Canadian teams will do after the tourney. He said, Canada won't let the Blue Jays play any home games after playing in the U.S. Come well, to Atlanta the, and mean, play in the Lenny United tournament. Well, the problem is that state to state, there's different regulations, right? I mean, New York requiring people traveling from certain states to self-quarantine for a certain number of, like, how does that cross-pollination in between states going to work, much less country to country, you know? That's why they're in a bubble. Right now? Right. I mean, that's the only way they've been able to play any games. Um, Do you think Bello maybe – so back to the Bello point. I, went, I wanted to bring this up. Is there any chance he snuck out of the bubble when tried to get Olive Garden see, like that guy in the <laughs> NBA did? Do you know, There's a guy, wasn't there a guy who got suspended for, from his team for or got yeah. got sent home for trying to go and get Olive Garden takeout? Like you I mean, make if, millions of dollars. If you're gonna get you anything, have, why would you get Olive Garden? Why wouldn't you get checkers? They're not gonna narc you out. Or so ever since my how long have I been here? Well, I think I've been in the States like 15 years. I've never set foot in an Olive Garden. I refuse to. What? Yeah. Endless pasta and breadsticks, dude. Come on. Endless yeah, pasta dude, and yeah, that, en, en, Endless carbs on carbs. No thanks. Yeah. Or you just do like my <laughs> dad did. Going. Just, Is that yeah. how it works? My dad did and just go order a whole box of spaghetti noodles plain with bratwurst on top. <laughs> so <laughs> he sticks the noodles through the bread. <laughs> 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 Those look like <laughs> pasta centipedes. Just <laughs> pasta centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Michelle, it's past nine o'clock. It's it's time for this. That's what I'm gonna do with my next sandwich. I agree, Joe. Pasta through it. It's not you're fancy. Pasta. Once you're you've fancy. had homemade pasta, it's just not the same. Kevin, oh Kevin's fancy. I will say you're eating spam. 
when the real struggle meet is treat. treat. <laughs> we all know what the struggle meet is. We all know, Tim. You graduated from treat to spam. I am proud of you, boy. Not only not only spam, but the low sodium. I'm I'm, t- I'm upper echelon spam level right now. <laughs> so go back to the Bello thing. Are there rumors out there? Why would you want to get back on topic, Tim? No, or Dan? No, we're done with real conversation. It's after nine o'clock. Right, how do I close you two out of this podcast? <laughs> um, is there, are there rumors going around that Bello did that? Or no, he, no, no. Okay, I just like my my brain going because he's granted we didn't see Joseto didn't play at all, right? He didn't get put into the game at all after. I would think he was a staple. I don't know if he's getting rest too, but to think he was at least in the the twenty three. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have twenty three on the bench and I mean you have Lawrence Wyke on the bench. Like I like Wyke, but like you don't put Bello on there just in case. It's it's bizarre. I don't. Know it's why very it bizarre. It doesn't make sense. How do you boot people from the um, live stream? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. Uh, can we put them in timeout? Yeah, I can yeah. put. I can put Domer in timeout. Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. Can you? Oh, oh shit! I don't know how to. <laughs> oh no! I didn't know I blocked him for five minutes. I'm sorry, Domer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you deserve. It's Kevin's Coming in here with that scotch is better than bourbon. Get out of here. This is America. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it won't let me unblock you, Domer. I'm sorry. I didn't know that's what that did. I thought oh, I could maybe feel like a 30 power. Can you say oh, Brian's so comment? Shit bandan. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> Oh, Domer, don't hate me. I'm sorry. So, Kevin, have you tried that? You are um, such a fascist. <laughs> have you tried that um, malt Woodford Reserve? No, I am not a big fan of malted grain at all. What about it's not, it's not you? Bad. Don't like not even Maltesers or Whoppers. You don't like? Oh, those I love either? Maltesers and Whoppers. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a cream pie shake. Just put yeah. like a, bourbon, <laughs> a bunch of bourbon. Yeah. Whoppers in the blender. And what, what is? That's a great <laughs> idea. See where the night takes me. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like you pop the top, like whatever you're emulsifying in a blender with olive oil, but you're doing it with bourbon with whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Why has no one done that? Put an egg in it. Uh, oh. Oh God, <laughs> Dan! What is your McVitie's of choice? Is it chocolate, chocolate, chocolate McVitie's? Digestives. So, wait, are you talking digestives or hobnobs? Di- digestives, bollocks. Uh, well, the so I was more of a rich tea man, um, and then when you get the chocolate covered rich teas, they're good. But then they made hobnobs with like a caramel filling Ooh. in the hobnob with chocolate on and that was what are the diabetic delicious what, what are the ones that are like they're kind of like a sponge cake but they're like the shape Jaffa of cakes food? yeah with the Jaffa orange cake. like the orange jelly and the dark yeah, you can you can oh eat a God. tube of those in like, like five minutes wood chipper just yeah <laughs> wood chipper yes oh what are they so the, they're like these um it's like a firm sponge yeah. And they're like the size of uh, a cookie. 
Yeah, it's like that big. And, and then it's got, it's got like this disc of orange jelly. Yeah. And then and it's, it's covered in chocolate. chocolate. Oh, and so you can just like a wood chipper. That's the that's a I don't think you can get a better expression than that. Like okay. a wood chipper. So Brit Brittany S is asking for whoppers. BK or chocolate? Burger King or chocolate whoppers? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else get that sponsored ad of spend fifteen dollars at Burger King, get a free whopper and say challenge accepted. <laughs> 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 okay, so would you take McVitie's? Would you take you like a chocolate? Get, you guys ever go get the onion rings from Burger King? Just make your own Infinity Gauntlet as you put them on. All. <laughs> <laughs> just snap your own life out of existence. <laughs> oh my I, heart! <laughs> so I remember people back home used to go to McDonald's and get a vanilla milkshake and dip their French fries in it. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is that kind of just old hat over here? Or Frosty. Yeah, it's like uh, Frosty's at, at Wendy's because that was the only thing that would make the Wendy's old French fries edible to me. Was... What about getting the ketchup from McDonald's or Burger King and squeezing like four packets out and then pouring salt into the ketchup, mixing it up, and then no eating your French fries with that? I put pepper on top of the ketchup. Oh, really? Also, the, the pro move was to get the just get a, like a drink lid and just put all your ketchup in that instead of like having 30 different little random right, right. <laughs> little, little ketchup shot glasses on your <laughs> tray. Uh, this is great. So, why did Castillo get subbed? I thought he was a pretty good attacking threat when he came on. And then, <laughs> oh my God, I remember why we haven't had you on in so long. Right. <laughs> It's brain breaks if we don't talk about soccer for a certain amount of time. Notebook in a second. Is so, Domer out of jail yet? I, I'm surprised I don't see a burner account from Domer on the in the, in the trap. Yeah. It's Kevin's fault. I'm surprised I don't have a text from him yet. Oh my god, that's amazing. All right. So, uh, what's the first thing you're gonna do whenever COVID bans get lifted? Oh, I'm gonna have a massive party. Get one of those game trucks. Um, have another kid. <laughs> have a, well, I I don't need COVID twin for that to happen. Damn. Celebrate with a pack of twins. <laughs> uh, I might oh, take up smoking again. That's a good idea. Do Domer texted us. He said, "I'm still typing. Never stop. Can't <laughs> <laughs> stop. Won't stop. He's just gonna start flooding us with all of his cute <laughs> messages." <laughs> oh man that's pretty great uh gonna have a big party get all our friends my kids friends over so there's gonna be like a thousand people in my house oh um, cool so you're turning your house into a peach tree dish peach tree, peach tree dish because it's well, right well right i mean that's not what we're doing Atlanta, right probably have a bourbon tasting be great <laughs> i fucking hate you <laughs> Yeah. Doma, Buck Lemson. That's awesome. Hey, can you see this? Can you see this Atlanta Atlanta sign? Oh my god. So my brother made that. Go to Instagram. Uh signs of doom. That is his name. 
Check it out. He's to awesome. Tag three friends. Make sure you're following them. That's and right. They'll uh, give it away next week, right? That's right. Signs of doom. Got it. Oh. All so right. what now, are you going to do when Orlando wins this tournament? Maybe they'll have a cup to go with their dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more years, they might have a whole dinner set. <laughs> Orlando's secretly just trying to get a whole place setting so somebody will want to come to dinner with it. Right. Um, it would be funny if the trophy to this is a plate because that's not really a trophy, I feel like. I hope it's a plate. Like the community shield? Community shield's a plate, right? Or spoon. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so is Nagby injured? He was pulled off apparently because he had like a, a pull or something. Yeah, I think Michelle was mentioning that. That would be good. Well, mm, fine line, but it would be great if we didn't have to deal with Nagby. That's all I'm going to say. You see this? Nagby's heat map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty great. God, I miss that guy. He's so awesome. Yeah. I remember, like, people, you know, we would just talk about Nagby, and I, could, I still couldn't believe he was on our team. It was such an amazing signing when he when we got him. I just thought it was so cool. But you know, that's the way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be in tomorrow or not. I, I don't know that it's been released. I guess we won't know until lineups come out, right? It's generally how it works. Score <laughs> <laughs> predictions, bitches. What you got? Zero zero. Oh, what if I went with like a one nil Atlanta United win? Two nil Atlanta United win. Let's go. You guys are so brave. I am brave. All right. So what we got? Doma's going one one. I guess he's out of jail now. Good job, Doma. Uh, one nil Columbus. Anthony Knightsall. Ten nil Atlanta. Richard Gordon. That's what I'm talking about. Ten nil. Ten nil. <laughs> Ooh, even Atlanta wins the hat trick. We play him up front just for his height. <laughs> he's, just, four, he's, three, just playing he's just whipping him into the into the goal. A dirty butt person, we shock them 4-1. Yeah, shock, stun. Michelle um, says 4-3, uh, U.S. men's national team. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus, right, because of Nagby and Zardes and... Uh, I think she means Brian's abstaining. Barco and excellent. Good job, Doma. Um, uh, yeah. I'm going to say 2 0. <laughs> Cannon goal, Guzan up front. I love it. I, I want to <laughs> see that so badly. That's like well, I, I, mean, always, I put my, I take, I use my keeper to take all my penalties in FIFA. So like, oh, yeah. I want to see that start happening. I think uh, Guzan is taller than Jan. And has a bigger dome, bigger target. So less friction too, right? Less friction. Up, we'll probably just start. Um, we'll probably not dress Bello and not dress Barco, uh, and then you know have three keepers dress. I think that'd be. Yeah. You know, who, who do you think has the best performance and worst? Is that a pity? Underlining. Yeah. Best performance, worst performance. That's a new one I want to start doing. Who do you think has the best performance this 
this game and who has the worst performance. Baka. That's best. I think it has the. I think. uh, (laughs) It's like you might as well have just said yes. I don't. Barca has best performance. Who has worst performance than Dad? Can you hear me? I just broke my headphones. I think Barco has the best performance and worst performance. Can I say Nagby or does it have to be Atlanta United player? Oh, Atlanta United player. Um. Hey, go answer the door. Somebody's there. Man, I'm going to say someone like Rometty. Okay. Tim? Um, best performance, PD. Worst performance, uh, yeah, probably whoever's in center mid, <laughs> one of our <laughs> center midfielders. Uh, best performance, Guzan. Worst performance, Escobar. So, oh, really? So that would mean Guzan has been our best player through three matches, Kevin. Worst Bellow says Domer. Um, Brian Lennon, I don't know if that's best or worst. Um, Domer said best pity. Um, Let's see here. What else? Uh, Worst Emerson, best pity by Elliot Beaven. Uh, Michelle, best worst pity. So yeah, she took your answer for Barco, basically. Yes, best and worst would be pity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirty bird person, pity looks amazing in the analytics, but all the highlights are him falling on his face. It's media man, fake news. Fake. There is. Uh, you really are American, man. I'm really <laughs> yeah. glad you're here. Media is just saying whatever they want to say, rather than what's actually happening. Dan yeah. Murdoch over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dan Bannon. <laughs> Dan Dan. Dan, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Michelle. Escobar shows up when the heat is on. He certainly did in the 2018 championship winning. Just tell him uh, it's the playoffs. Game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I'm just winding you up, Michelle. Don't worry about it. All right. Anything else tonight, boys? Um, you guys need to get TikTok ring lights for your video setup. Obviously, well. Tim Tom, Tim Tom lights. Actually, this is one softbox light. I have two more if you guys want them. Sure, yeah. Send, send you guys a setup. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was supposed to have a um, a down light here, but I haven't put it in yet. I'm just happy to see you guys in any kind of lighting. I'm glad we could do this. Likewise. Mm-hmm. Can I come on again next week, guys? Or is this just a one-time deal and now you're free? <laughs> we'll leave it up to the group to decide. Or we can get up to six people in here on the free account. Okay. Why the fuck did we ever pay for this? <laughs> you paid for this? <laughs> yeah. So we could stream it to Twitter well, at the same time, I guess. It does a multi-stream. <laughs> So it would go out to Periscope and stuff, which sucks because Periscope, we would get people that would watch it on there because um, you kind of just get it as you log on to Twitter, which is fun. But anyway. <clears throat> oh, so- I found, just in case anybody doesn't know this, and I'm probably the only person who has just 
cottoned onto this, but when you watch games on Twitter, they have something called theater mode, which you can hide all the comments and the stupid hearts popping up all the time. Yeah. I didn't know it. Just yeah. trying to help out some other people who probably already know. Dirty bird person. I agree. Dupe still slaps. Yeah, they're really good. I'm liking uh, Philly a lot. I'm liking Philly, Columbus. It's I think that's about it. Dupe is a bop. Dupe is a bop. All right. So where can the people find you guys? Dan? You can find me at DNJMS playing Last of Us Part 2 on PlayStation, which is, How is it? vastly superior than all the other gaming systems. Uh, it's amazing. Love it. Great right. game. Tim, what about you? Uh, find me at Tim Herb, I guess, on Instagram. Cool. Find me as well at The Architect. That's at the underscore ARC number one T-E-C-T. Collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B and the number four. We'll be back next week. We don't know who will be in the chair. Will Dan make it back? You'll have to tune in to find out. As always, wear a mask. Let's unionize the crew. Ha, 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 ha.